Today's episode is presented by Lodestar, the fee experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Lodestar's Lending Leaders. We have a special guest today, our first TikTok social media influencer in the mortgage industry, uh, Jordan Nutter, loan originator at NFM Lending. Uh, You're based in Atlanta. Um, You have 190,000 TikTok followers. I I saw uh, Housing Wire just said you were one of the five um, accounts that um, anyone in the industry should follow on TikTok. Um, really happy to have you on here and learn about kind of how the heck uh, you you know got into this aspect of the industry. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on today, and I'm excited to be here. And yes, it just so happened yesterday. Housing Wire put that article out, and I was. I had somebody actually share it with me mm-hmm. and there were two other individuals on my team that happened to be on that list. So I just sent a blast mm-hmm. message out to like our influencer big team we carry. And I was like, oh gosh, look at what Housing Wire just did. So that was mm-hmm. a very um, great surprise to, mm-hmm. to see. It's always nice to get that type of accolade and and well-deserved, obviously, but when you're not really out there for it of like, oh, wow, people are paying attention to this. Right. So it was, it was definitely a nice surprise and uh, it was, it was interesting. It's always weird still to me to see like an article posted about me because I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm doing something, right? (laughs) I feel that way with our Google. I have a Google alert for Lodestar and anytime Mm -hmm. that actually hits, I'm like, wait, someone's actually writing about the company in the internet. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the equivalent for me. So I could, I could, I could completely understand. Good. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you understand what it yeah. is. It's like, Oh, what's this? It's like you so. created this thing and now it's like out in the world and it has mm-hmm. its own kind of life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It is only, yeah. only, only going to continue. So hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you get into the mortgage space to begin with even before TikTok? Yeah, so I started back in 2019, Mm -hmm. I'd say probably July is when I really um, thought about coming into the industry. At the time, I was living in California, Mm -hmm. and I had a friend that lived out here in Georgia that had been in the business for a long time. She had mentioned that, you know, she was trying to find somebody to bring onto the team, and I knew nothing about mortgages, but Mm -hmm. I was really hardworking and I wanted to help people. I've always liked to help people, but Mm -hmm. I didn't kind of understand where I wanted to be and what capacity. Mm -hmm. So she thankfully took a chance. I moved my life out here to Georgia and I mean, the rest is history. That's kind Mm -hmm. of where it started. And um, since then I've been so appreciative of the opportunities I've gotten and the people I've gotten to meet and help. And it's been quite wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like an absolute whirlwind too, just with what the industry's done from, you know, July yeah. 2019. Um, I know. The next three years too. It what? was crazy because yeah. I got into it right before COVID mm-hmm. hit. So mm-hmm. it was like, I moved to a completely different city and state mm-hmm. that I've visited before, but never lived in. And so I didn't know mm-hmm. anyone here. Yeah. And I think I moved like November of 2019 and then COVID mm-hmm. hit in March. So I, that whole first year really of my business, I had to do everything virtual mm-hmm. and try to learn this business and get people to trust me 
over the computer with yeah. and the phone, which people were mm-hmm. not used to at the time. Right. And now we're, everything is like that. But mm-hmm. it was like, who's this random mm-hmm. person from California trying to do loans in mm-hmm. Georgia? We mm-hmm. don't know who she is. So it was, right. it was very difficult, but it was, mm-hmm. it was great. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned the idea of liking to help people. And that's something I hear from a lot of originators, a lot of mortgage brokers of I think it's a really important perspective because you're dealing with the biggest transaction of someone's life and you can help kind of ferry them through this. And I yeah. see how on Instagram you post successful closings and home buyers. And like, I think it's so hard. It's so easy to move away from that in the industry, especially if you're in a, a position where you're not really dealing with the borrowers much. So I just love that you keep that you know front row center in everything that you do. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I mean, I am licensed in multiple states outside of Georgia, but I still try to keep them where it makes sense. So like Mm -hmm. where my family is and friends are. So I feel like I have some kind of tie to that particular state. Um, Mm -hmm. And even if I didn't, if let's say I was licensed in Montana, the transaction wouldn't be any different. But um, I think a lot of times in an industry where let's just take you know, housing out of it, just where it's a commission-based paycheck, a lot of people, unfortunately, look at it where it's a paycheck and not a person. And unfortunately, I've dealt with a lot of buyers that have been burned and get, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, they, they don't have great credit. So, oh, that bar or that lender didn't answer me anymore. They ghosted me and it like breaks my heart that mm-hmm. that happened. So that's what I specialized in when I first came into the industry was like not great credit borrowers yeah. that people kind of brushed off. And I still do a ton of that, but that's mm-hmm. really how I gain people's trust because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know anyone's life story. What if they had a divorce or a death right. in the family or um, a com- just a complete life crisis happened? Yeah. That doesn't make them a bad borrower you don't you don't know their story so just because they had a bankruptcy Mm -hmm. something horrible could have happened to them they weren't necessarily just careless with their money or maybe they were because they never we don't get taught anything in school and some of our parents you know buying a house 20 30 years ago is very different than buying a house now so a lot of us didn't get taught in school or by our parents how to do this so Mm -hmm. I love helping individuals and Mm -hmm. it just tears me up when they just get pushed to the side. Well, and folks, especially, you know, in the the millennial and the the Gen Z um, generation, one of their big reference points for mortgages is the Great Recession, too. Um, And they saw what happened with folks who bought a home or what mortgage, some mortgage lenders were doing in the early 2000s. Um, So, you know, recasting that I think is is super, super, super important. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause there, there are a ton of people that went through the 2008, whether they were teenagers and they saw their parents go through mm-hmm. it, or, mm-hmm. you know, they were just in college and maybe they mm-hmm. weren't just quite ready yet to purchase. Right. So there's a lot of individuals mm-hmm. that I fall um, upon that mm-hmm. have an idea, but to them, it's like it kind of was a long time ago, so they didn't yeah. fully grasp it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot has changed since then, thankfully, yeah. because we can't just hand out loans willy nilly. Right. Even though there's a lot yeah. of people that wish that I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even the non-QM loans now, I just got an adjustable rate mortgage um, and buying a house, and like that's you know 
subprime now, but it's still miles away from the from the no income, no job, no asset loans. Um, oh yeah, that they because even the no income or uh, we have like a no income loan. Yeah. We have um, what is the other one we have? We have a no asset loan, but they're it's not when people think of no income, they're like, oh, I could go buy a house. I'm like, no, 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 it's no. for an investment property. You're trying to purchase. We're going to mm-hmm. use that. It's right. different than, oh, I just don't have a job. Right. There's a Here's reason why we're doing a no income. Yeah. So it's even though we still have those quirky kind of non-QM loans, mm-hmm. there's still so many guidelines that sit behind yeah. it. So we don't fall yeah. into that 2008. No. no, makes a lot of sense. So you started uh, July 2019. At what point did you start to kind of brand yourself on social media and kind of come to TikTok is wanting to put out mortgage specific content. So I've always, um, I've always posted on Facebook and I've always had my business page. And then I moved into getting a business Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did video on there, but it was a majority of it was, Hey, here's this open house, or let me talk to you about the new loan limits. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a straight to the point. Let me just talk to you kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, I've always done those videos. They weren't regular though. So there's yeah. very far and few between. There was a lot of posts that I, that I used to do. And then mm-hmm. we moved into trying on YouTube um, we, they partnered, my old company partnered me up with this wonderful marketing company, but they were more, they would give you scripts every month and here's what you have and here's your teleprompter and, um, the videos, they're not, I'd have to find them now, but if you watch those videos compared to the videos I have now, they're two very Mm -hmm. different. I'm just not somebody who I like to just have a conversation and it's like, I'm talking to a friend, Mm -hmm. um, And so it didn't feel like me. And that was probably in, I'd say 20, that was last year. So probably Mm -hmm. mid 2021. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it it just didn't feel like me. And I went back to my coach and I said, well, this just doesn't feel right. What do you think I should be doing? And she Mm -hmm. goes, what about TikTok? And I was like, I'm not dancing around to these like choreographed beep bopping things like that's just not happening. I can randomly like do a move, Mm -hmm. but not this whole thing. Like this is just not happening. She said, okay, well, what does your TikTok look like when you watch it? I said, oh, it's like recipes. It's working out. It's real Mm -hmm. estate. She goes, do you sit there and watch teeny boppers bopping around? And I said, Mm -hmm. All right, fine. You have a point. So I'm actually coming up on my one year. October 7th was the oh, first wow. time I like really posted a, a mortgage video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I went viral on on one of the videos I posted. So mm-hmm. it was just really what felt right for me. And mm-hmm. I still do YouTube, but they're my shorts that I take now from TikTok. So yeah. TikTok was that platform where I felt, hey, mm-hmm. I can be myself. And it was very, it's very different still to this day than Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and YouTube. And what was that post that went viral? Was there anything in hindsight that you think was special about that or just kind of the right content at the right time? So I 
I did a skit where I, which is what most of my videos are that go viral or have the higher views. Mm. Um, they tend to be the ones where I reenact phone calls that I have been mm. on. And most of the time they're ones I've been on or they're stories that different lenders have told me and I've, I've used them. And I obviously mm. always change the name and, and yeah. all that good stuff, but it was essentially, it was a video where it was this couple and one made $9 and one made $10 an hour and they wanted to buy a million dollar home. And they couldn't grasp the fact that their mortgage was more or would be more than what they brought in every month. Yeah. And it was like trying to pull teeth. So that one, mm -hmm. I think it was like a million views in like a, a day or something. Wow. And I woke up, I think, a day, it was like day one or two and I had 30,000 followers. I was like, okay, so, um, these are going to be the ones I'm gonna have to start doing skits mm -hmm. now. Cause people like it. And at the time, yeah. no one was doing it. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what mm -hmm. my, I would say bread and butter is when it comes right. to my viral videos. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I do a lot of questions like, because again, no one, teaches yeah. us this. So I answer, I try to answer a lot of questions. I noticed that. And it seems like a self-perpetuating thing as you kind of gain more content and now you can engage or more followers, you can engage with them and they have more questions. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I went through your content and one of the, the things that really stood out was just that expertise and the fact of like, no, you don't need 20% down to buy a home or you don't need perfect credit. Like just actually getting that information out and becoming that resource, I think is for me, the goal of anyone in sales. And I think you accomplish it in a really elegant, a really nice way. Thank you. Yeah. There's, there's so much that you can find online. You know, if you, I have borrowers that come to me and they say, oh, I Googled what I need. And I'm so mm -hmm. overwhelmed. I said, yeah. I, I know, because there's so many articles that are out there. Right. So my platform now that I really search for information is TikTok, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like, I want to hear somebody talk yeah. to me. I want to see it. I don't want yeah. like to read through all these articles and I get super confused. And it's like, yeah. that part didn't have anything to do with what I needed. So um, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Cause I, I do think it's a great platform and space to yeah. be able to to do that kind of one on one mm -hmm. explanation. Well, I think for in terms of generating content now, it's not just you with a script writing a video. You're able to generate content from legitimate real questions where you're mm -hmm. adding value and other people have. Them. So I, I think um, that's a, a good self-perpetuating thing. And it's also like a, a you know, why people are, can be content creators and it makes sense because you're then, it feeds off of itself in a way that's organic oh, yeah. and like, you know, helpful. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a great space. And yeah. like you said, people yeah. ask questions and then it allows you to continue to make mm -hmm. more content and get yeah. more ideas on what people mm -hmm. are wanting. Mm -hmm. So what, the question I'm probably most excited to ask, because in, in looking at your content, and to be fair, I was on Instagram where you have some of your TikTok videos, but I did not take the deep dive into TikTok itself. So <laughs> just wanted to be clear about, about that. But the thing that jumped out to me is you were just like, it's just so authentic. It's like, I know who Jordan is. I know another home loan, which I love the name, by the way. Um, just you. like you're just very unapologetically yourself in a way that I think probably doesn't work for everyone, right? From the language you're using, from the clips you're using, from all of those things, like it's probably not anyone, everyone's cup of tea. 
And I think that would turn people away from creating content like that. And it's probably led to you dealing with more than your fair share of bullshit. So I'm very curious to explore both of those things of how did you feel like you got to the point where like, I can just be authentically myself. Like, how did that come? And then hearing about the bullshit we can talk about second. So again, when I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out, I'm, I'm, YouTube wasn't that, mm-hmm. not that I have anything against it, but for right. where I was sitting and what I was producing, it didn't mm-hmm. feel authentic to me. Yeah. And so I've had, I had at the time TikTok probably for a couple of years to randomly look at stuff. Mm-hmm. And my coach said, well, just try what's, why not? Yeah. Why don't you just try? And I said, okay, mm-hmm. nobody follows me on TikTok. Nobody knows who I am on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So if I tank and I right. do a horrible job, no one is ever going to see it. I can delete it. It doesn't even matter. It's yeah. okay. So that's really what mm-hmm. like mentally just made me go, forget it. It's okay. Yeah. I'm going to just say what I want to say. And I'm going to make a video and call it a day. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't care. There's like right. 10 people that follow me. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the main purpose of TikTok is that mm-hmm. it's, that's why it's so different than Instagram and Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. is because everyone that makes content that's successful on there is unapologetically themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what prompted me to, to do the videos the way Mm -hmm. that I did. And then when I got traction on them, I mean, that first video, you can go back and to it. And there are people that commented, Oh, she's making fun of people that don't make that much money. And she's Mm -hmm. being really rude and condescending. And So that really took a hit to me because mm-hmm. if you know, if you truly know who I am, I would give the shirt off my back to somebody right. like yeah. I don't judge anyone for anything that they've done mm-hmm. in their lives and where they've come from, right. because we all walk in different shoes. And so that really hurt. And then I had to sit down with myself and be mm-hmm. like, you're not going to please everybody. Not Mm -hmm. everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just continue being who you are and more people than not will see that you are kind, you are sweet and you're just Mm -hmm. trying to help people. So those would be the two kind of like factors as to what pushed me to start Mm -hmm. and then what pushed me to continue being Mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there's individuals that do come on there and they say, you know, not so nice things, unfortunately. And at this point, I'm like, they just, you know, something is going on. Maybe they're hurting in their lives yeah. and they're just not happy and they're trying to mm-hmm. take it out on someone else. And right. I hate that they're doing it that way, but I know that it's not anything that I'm doing yeah. wrong because I'm secure in what I'm doing. I know I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it happens. There's no way around it. If you're going to be, if you want to try and help somebody in a capacity of social media, then you have to be okay with individuals being not so nice to you and not taking it uh, personally, because it's not, it's something that's a reflection of them. Ignoring it at this point is is probably the best way to deal with it. Yeah. Makes sense. There are some times though that, that I like to 
like turn it back around just to Mm -hmm. see if they'll say anything like someone said oh you know uh, I I don't think I had makeup on in one of my videos and they're Mm -hmm. like oh are you okay you look really sick and I was like no I'm doing just great are you okay is everything good with you and then they didn't say anything and then everybody was like she's beautiful leave her alone (laughs) just because she's not wearing makeup and I was like oh gosh, I didn't mean to like start this hate against this person, but I, I'm like, if you're going to put something out there, then don't okay. expect, you know, no repercussions. There's going to be something. You have your probably. like ar- army of fans now too. I do. And yeah. it's weird, but I like it. It's great. Heads? Sorry. Is there a name for them? Have you come up with like a name? You're no, but I probably should. That's yeah. a great idea. Nine. Nutheads comes to me first. It's not great, um, but <laughs> we, can, we can we can work. You know, we can it. work with it. We can yeah. we can use that yeah. to spin ideas. I like yeah, it exactly. Where there's no judgment in brainstorming. So no, yeah, no judgment in, in the, brainstorming. Um, I think that's such a good point of just like I'm just going to be the person I'm going to be, and let's deal with the people who say yes. And for for me, when I started Lodestar, I was 26. And I was so self-conscious about my age in the industry because um, I'm not going to homeowners who are trying to sell to mortgage companies, to title companies, to folks, you know, business owners who are a lot older, twice my age, if not older. And I would lie about my age. I was I was balding at the time before I just shaved my head. So I would just be like, oh, I'm, you know, in my 30s or something like that. Yeah. I, I hit a turning point where I was like, hey, if someone doesn't want to buy software from a 20 year old, there's nothing else they're going to want to get from that person. Like just own your space and like, right. go. and that was, took, took a little while to get there, but that was, that was my equivalent of that, of like, okay, this is what it's going to be like, know your stuff and just be you. And then you'll be sad when you're no longer the youngest person in the industry, which is the case now. So. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, unfortunately, we build up, like we put on ourselves and we build up internally yeah. and most of it is just like an, a personal thing that we're yeah. like, oh, what if they don't like me? What if, you know, a lot of people, yeah. when I do, when I talk to individuals or I put do mm-hmm. speaking engagements, they're like, I just, I don't know. And I'm scared and I'm worried. And I'm like, I get it. We all have those feelings. Like everybody in this entire world, someone's scared or worried or concerned or Mm -hmm. frustrated about something. And it just takes us one, just one try or one step forward, one, one more of something Mm -hmm. to give you the opportunity. Cause if you don't, had I not made that TikTok. Mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be here right now. Like this just yeah. wouldn't, the platform, the people yeah. I can help, none of it would be mm-hmm. possible. And it was just the fact that I didn't have anyone that followed me on TikTok. So that's what allowed me right. to be like, ah, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So no, I um, think that makes sense. And that's when I, I, I love talking to entrepreneurs and folks starting a company. And I always ask the question, what does failure look like? And in your case, failure looked like, kind of being embarrassed for the 10 people that followed you on TikTok, right? right? Which is not the end of the world. And, you know, obviously if you take a home loan out to start a business, there's ways that failure can be really, really bad in business. But I think in the beginning, if you're able to normalize that and realize like, oh, actually like this isn't the worst thing if I don't do this. Like I find it's oftentimes not as bad as you can make it out to be. So I really think you did a good job kind of minimizing like, okay, like failure is not a problem if we do that. 
Thank you. Yeah, and I, I do think that if, if you don't try, then you don't, you will, you'll never know what the yeah. outcome would have been. And yeah. then there's that thought in the back of your head and internally you're like, what if? What if I had, what, where, where would yeah. I be? And there's always going to be that in the back of your head. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't want that yeah. to happen. It's like, I'm yeah. just going to try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And yeah. 10 people might mm -hmm. see it and maybe they don't. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So, and then there's the next step of that. If people are trying, uh, especially now loan officers trying to go on social media in whatever capacity, um, they're a weekend, a month in, they're like, oh, I didn't get a loan from this, so I shouldn't do it anymore, right? Like, right. I, I would be surprised if you got an overwhelming amount of business from TikTok specifically, right? Like, how exactly does that work? Like, um, and, and how do you know when something like that is, is, is working? Because I think a lot of people give up on creating content way too soon because they don't feel that there's a tangible result. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that especially in where our where we are just in our in our world where everything happens so quickly so it's like tiktoks at the you know we can learn anything at our fingertips and this tiny little thing right here we can learn anything that we ever wanted to know mm -hmm. and so we're used to that mentality of quickness and i think that sometimes we forget that some things do take longer than others. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's not working. It just means mm -hmm. that it's not happening right this second and that's okay. Yeah. So for me, um, thankfully with the team that I'm on, cause before mm -hmm. I came over here, literally I had like a website made and I like attached it to a Google sheets. And then mm -hmm. when someone like put their info yeah. in, it came through and I had like 500 people reach out to me because I didn't have the right questions in there and the form. Mm -hmm. It was like within a month all over the country. I'm like working 16 hour yeah. days. I was freaking out. It was so bad. And mm -hmm. I felt horrible because I couldn't help these people. Mm -hmm. And so now, thankfully, I'm with a company. They've built out this form for me where we can better put individuals where they need to be. And they can mm -hmm. be, you know, um, communicated with normally within 24 hours. We try to get a response back. So it's a lot better of a system. Yeah. Um, so fortunately for me, because of the platform I'm on and where mm -hmm. I've I've gone, I do get business from mm, yeah. social media, which is fantastic. Mm. But if you are starting off, it's something where you have to decide, am I doing this to help people and not wanting anything in return where mm. it's like, I'm just going to put the content out. Yeah. If they ask a question, I'll try to get it answered through social media, but mm -hmm. then they have to kind of go their own route for a loan officer and just you have to hope that that loan officer is good at what they do right. and they're going to actually care about that person mm -hmm. or am, are you going to build have your website or have your link for your website on there so they can talk to somebody who does care about what they do mm -hmm. um so like I have someone right now I'm working with and we're building out his social media and mm -hmm. we've gone over these questions of if you want to help these individuals, we have to add your link and we have to put yeah. a website together and we want them to understand who you are to mm -hmm. be able to trust you because everything is over the computer right. and video is great because it does help 
build, I feel like a bit stronger of a connection than mm. just a photo or yeah. writing a post yeah. does, mm. but they, there's still more that they want. I mean, it's like you said, it's the biggest financial decision for almost everybody yeah. in their lives. Um, and so I think that if you are starting in the business or I shouldn't say starting in the business, starting on social media, mm. that take the time to build a website, or if you don't want to build a website, have your, everyone, you can go online and click your link to go on your app at this point, Mm -hmm. put that in your profile, allow people to talk to you because you do care about Mm -hmm. helping individuals. So make sure that's in your bio and you're telling people, Hey, I'm licensed in these States so they can help, you know, try and, Mm -hmm. and get help from you if that's where you are, because yeah, I mean, obviously that that means you're going to be getting business, but it, for me, it's I know they're going to work with somebody that's not going to screw them over right. and they're going to get their loan closed on time and we're going to do everything we can to try mm. and help them. So that would be my big piece of advice um, when it comes to trying to capitalize on mm. social media outside of obviously being authentic to right. make sure that you're allowing your information to be there so individuals can get more from you right so they can submit a question submit an application talk to you like Mm -hmm. put time on your calendar all of those things i think that's a really good point you're not just putting out a video you actually you have those next steps so in case someone is interested you can capture that and i think Mm -hmm. a thing that a lot of people get wrong in my opinion about first-time home buyers is everything needs to be done online right they want to do everything on their phone which in some ways is true, but also like, I think you're a perfect example of marrying that um, personalization, that relationship focus with a digital presence, with a marketing presence, with technology and everything you just said about how you're actually automating leads and getting them to the right person and responding quickly, right? Like, I think both can happen at the same time. And I feel like a lot of people miss that about younger home buyers. I think so too. And and, you know, a lot of individuals don't have the systems in place. And because yeah. a lot of companies maybe frown upon or don't really push their lenders to go out on social media and post because, you know, compliance reasons or whatever the case is, or they're just not familiar. So it's uncharted water to them. Yeah. Um, they don't have the tools in place to put in a system for automation on all of these leads yeah. that would potentially come in. So mm-hmm. um, it's, for me, I know it was very much a learning curve and just trying yeah. to figure out where do I put things and how do I build a website and- What uh, type of content do people care yeah. about more? What do, yeah, what do people care mm-hmm. about? So um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it is a learning curve, but yeah. if you take the time and it's something that's important to you, I think it's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and I think I think that's a good point of when things do go well with content, you have to be ready to handle it too. So um, our last question here, this, I can't believe that a half an hour went by. It was like, oh, wow, lucky. I know, right? It so does go by quick. There's a lot of other things to talk about. But we like to ask every, all of our guests this season, what's your lodestar? What's your guiding light? What inspires you every morning to get up and you know, do TikTok videos or call with borrowers or you know, make sure payoffs are going, all of the things that you have to do as a, as a mortgage originator, some are less exciting than others. 
I kind of touched on it earlier. So it's just being able to help really mm-hmm. like that underdog, like mm-hmm. the person everyone shuns and says no to or pushes yeah. them to the side. Mm-hmm. There's so many individuals out there that get told no once by it could be a big box name that I won't even say, but it yeah. could be, it could be a big because they yeah. put it online and then someone called and said, mm, no, you don't qualify. Right. And they get really discouraged and they don't have anyone to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what drives me because yeah. there's so much misinformation out there and there's mm-hmm. so much. And plus there's so much information out there at the same yeah. time that it gets really overwhelming Because if you were to tell me right now, Jordan, you need to go and try to build a car and I try to look it up, I'd be like, I mean, I don't, this is, I'm just going to talk, like find somebody to build me this car because I have no idea how to do this. It's not my profession. It's not what I specialize in. So being able to have the knowledge in a field that, yes, a lot of people you know, our lenders in this world, or I should say in the United States, because that's who we go. Um, that's who I'm trying to compete, I guess, against. But there are a lot of of lenders out there, but there are not a ton that truly, truly care. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, obviously, they are because there's businesses that do really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think a lot, unfortunately just look out for themselves and what they want and their needs as opposed mm-hmm. to a client's. And I hate that that right. happens, but it's like any other industry, unfortunately. So that's what really drives me to mm-hmm. put content out and call back a borrower that got said no to three times, even though I may feel like they may not qualify, but Hey, none of those other three lenders gave them any advice on what to do to fix their credit. So yeah. let me be that one person yeah. that talks to you and doesn't just hang up the phone and never talk to you again. Oh, so great. And just that's what really pushes me. Oh, that's yeah. a answer. That's, I think, a great note to end on. Jordan Daughter, you can find her on TikTok, Instagram, all other social media. Um, anything else you want to promote or plug or anything I missed? No, that's that's it. Okay. Thank you. You did you, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting and slipping in last minute, but happy, I'm really, really happy I got to have this conversation. It was great talking to you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for listening to Lodestar's Lending News. Please like, subscribe, and rate us five stars anywhere you get your podcast. I'd like to give a special thank you to the Lodestar team involved in the production of this podcast, including Elena Gardner, Tim Austin, and John Gardner. Thanks, and see you next week.